Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 40 of the Eyes Free Sports podcast. Can you believe it? 40 episodes already. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh, as usual, here with you. Here on episode 40, we are featuring a conversation with someone who I consider the queen of beat baseball. She's been playing beat ball uh, since the age of nine and absolutely loves this sport and has also been a huge advocate for the game of beatball, both here in the U.S. as well as around the world. So let's take a swing at episode number 40. Okay, so my guest on this episode of the Eyes Free Sports Podcast is a longtime uh, beat baseball player and uh, someone I consider probably one of the biggest advocates for the game of beat baseball. And uh, her name is Kalari Gertley Jackson. Kalari, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. I know it's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Really appreciate the time and, and your willingness to do this. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> sure. So uh, first of all, first of all, uh, just kind of about your life in general, as far as your visual impairment, Kalari, have you been visually impaired your whole life? Or? Uh, practically. I lost my vision at the age of six. So before then, I always say my life is split up into two, two halves, right? Before I lost my vision and after. So before I lost my vision, obviously I was a baby up until six years old and everything was normal. Only thing is when I was born with a condition called hydrocephalus. So when I was three months old, the doctors told me I was going to have, told my parents I was going to have to get a shunt in my head that would drain the water that was accumulating on my brain to my stomach. So they shunted me at three months and uh, I was a normal kid. I was a very athletic kid. I was like the fastest runner in kindergarten, preschool. I, I just loved to win. <laughs> I used to get mad yeah. at the other little girls, like getting mad, like, come on, stop, come on, run, compete. <laughs> you know, like, why are you running like a girl? Like, that's like, that's like you running all, come on, you know? So right. I was always very into sports and all that. And then when I turned six years old, my shunt malfunctioned and um, I, it was a, some water buildup on the brain and it came down on my optic nerve and I immediately, like I lost 90% of my vision. So oh, from wow. the age of six, I've been legally blind. I see. Mm-hmm. And obviously you were pretty young thinking back to that time. Do you kind of remember that transition and just how you oh, felt at the time? Absolutely. I remember the day. I, I remember a lot. Um, I was six years old, so I was pretty tall for my age. I was sitting in the back of my first grade class. Hmm. And I remember one second, I'm following along on the board, and then all of a sudden I can't see it no more. It's like blurry and I can't make it out. So I started squinting really hard. And uh, I guess my, my teacher saw me doing it, so she wrote a note home to my mom. But I wasn't alarmed because I could still see some things, but not much. Everything's just real blurry and I could see light. And I'm like six. I was like, oh, mommy will fix it. Kind of like that. Like I wasn't really worried. And then it just happened um, after my parents got the note. Then they started noticing I couldn't see much at home. And then they took me to a pediatrician. And um, that's when they saw it. It looks like it's fluid or something behind my eye. And then that's what started my, um, you know, I went through several surgeries as a kid um, to get a shunt replaced, and um, yeah, it was it was a, a, big, a big challenge. I it was hard for me. Um, yeah, I was a real angry kid, and 
um, because of that, that's the reason why I like I I had a heavy, heavy anger issue. Interesting. Yeah, I was very angry. I, I used to beat up my little cousins. I hated people who called me blind because I didn't understand that because I still my mind can see. But I, I mean, I can see, but I'm not totally blind, you know, so right. everyone's saying you're blind. And then all of a sudden, my, my parents, I can't run outside with my cousins as much. Everyone all worried about me. It's like it was like absolutely hell. You know, I'm like, why? Like, I want I just want my life back. I, I just I just want to compete. I like I was a man. I wanted to be Michael Jordan was my hero as being growing up in Chicago. You yep. know, uh, yep. late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, Michael Jordan was your hero. So I wanted to be like him. So I used to like play basketball. And I, my oldest brother, he was into basketball. So I used to like, he used to do like chess passes with me in the in the, the house and bounce passes. <laughs> and like, we was, you know, I was just very all into that. And I felt like after I lost my sight, that was all taken from me. Right. So I felt very lost. I was very sad. And, but at the age of nine, um, I get introduced to be baseball and that changed my life. I, I got a bat placed in my hand so now I could swing, you know, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting this aggression out, but it's healthy. Then the most magical part, Greg, I was able to run and no one told me to stop. I could be a kid again. Like I can run, you know, and no one's telling me to stop because you might hurt yourself. Exactly. That freedom. Yep. Yes, I felt like I was reborn. Like at that moment, it's like beatball, you know, bit into me, and I've been like hooked ever since when I was nine. I mean, I have a lifelong affair with beat baseball. Literally, it's it's still to this day. It's I have a lot of hard trials and tribulations in my life, but beatball is there every year, and it brings me right back out, brings me back. So it's beat baseball is everything to me. It really is. And I can talk about it forever. And, you know, I'm just, I'm very passionate about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Then it, was it in Chicago then your first, you know, where you were actually introduced to people? Yes. Yes. The Chicago Park District came to my grammar school. uh, Cause I had to switch schools. I was going to a Catholic school, but after I lost my vision, they didn't have the services to provide for me at that time. So I went to a public school. And um, yeah, I got introduced to it. This guy named Tom McPike worked for the Chicago Park District and he he gave me a bat. He put a beeping ball in my hand and I was just transformed. And mm. I always been, been used to softball because both my parents played. So I used to go to their game. So when I was at the plate, I mimicked you know, how my dad hold the bat, how my mom, how they stand. Like, so <laughs> they couldn't believe, right? Like I just had the whole form, you know? So yep. It it was um it was amazing. It really was. And then especially being able so what happens, I got introduced at nine and then it was just really on like a little league level, okay? So defense, they wasn't teaching the zones, which I totally disagree with now. I I wish someone would have taught me defensive zones, okay? Hmm. But no, they was just saying they'll call your name, that's the person that go after the ball. And you know in beatball, that's not how it's played. So right. Um, but I was like the best kid. I, I literally, I had got a couple of MVPs in our games and, you know, <laughs> but like I said, I was modeling myself at the Michael Jordan. That's what I want to be like. So right. I, I did this for years. And then at the age of 16, I switched over to Chicago Comets. 
which is the professional beat baseball team. And, you know, all that, my aggressiveness, all of that, my passion, it just poured into that. But because I had to learn defense, it was, defense is the most, it was hard learning the zones, but I loved it. Like, even now, like, it's, I got a really good ear for the ball, you know, um, but it was a transition learning how to go from zone numbers to like your name. So that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm like a proponent of trying to, if you're going to teach the sport, teach it right. Kids are adaptable. So if you start teaching them now, when they transition into the professional, it won't be a big jump. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, I've been with the Chicago Comets since I was 16. And um, so, I mean, it's been oh, well over 20. I don't want to say my age, but it's been 20 years at least. <laughs> sure. Okay. We'll keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as far as the World Series, when was your first World Series? My first World Series was... Um, 90, uh, no, 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 2001 in Cleveland. Um, and it was amazing. It was so crazy. So I had just got an internship working with the American foundation for the blind. Hmm. And they was like, this is really funny. So they said, um, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta go to work. You, and they had this big field trip. They was taking up to school, like over, some city we was going to go to. I think it was Minnesota. We was going to tour. But we was representing the company. So they wanted to speak on their behalf. But it was the same week of the World Series. So yep. I'm like, okay, I'm 17. Beat baseball is my life. It's my passion. It's everything. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just tell them I can't go because I got a family reunion. I got to go to for my grandmother who has Alzheimer's. So like I had this, this immaculate story. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, Greg, you know, I, I didn't know how small the blind community was, right? Right. So I go to the World Series, I make a big splash. I'm just out there. Man, this girl named Kalari from Chicago, Kiki from Chicago, whatever. It was because females was not, as you know, in our league, and that's what, well, I'm so happy with wool. Like we're trying to bring more women, more playing time, more getting out there. So back then it really wasn't, it really wasn't a lot of women at all. Right. So right. when you made a splash, it got all over the place. So of course I made a splash feeling good. And my boss, <laughs> his friend <laughs> told him, hey man, the world scene was a great, it's this new girl named Kiki or Kalari. I think that's how you say her name. You know, my name is not usual. From yep. Chicago, she's the only girl. And she really, man, she scored on Austin. She scored on Fort Worth. Like she is a beat, you know, kind of like that. And <laughs> my boss put it together. And yeah, um, luckily I did not. I didn't get fired. He said it was a learning experience, but I did not get paid. My check was extremely short, right. um, but he kept me on. It was a learning experience. Um, you know, it's something I was, you know, presented with early in life, you know? So it, it was a learning experience, but I don't know. Would I ever do it over again? I don't know. Cause maybe I could have 
did more networking. But I, all I was thinking was beatball. Beatball was everything. And then getting there with my team, and it was this great, Greg. Like, it was my first World Series, and mm-hmm. they had an air hockey table while the air, all the players got around. And we played, like, air hockey. And it was this great – it was the first time that I was around all these blind people. Yep. And I didn't get questioned about being blind. Blind was the last thing, you know, mentioned. You know, it was it was finally I was at a position where, hey, blind people are the majority. We're normal in this world. Right. Like, you know, there's <laughs> no questions instead of that. You know, because think about exactly. it, I was a junior in high school and you know, I'm dealing with ignorant teenagers. Like, you can see, oh well, how many fingers I got up? I mean, you know, like, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm getting daily getting questioned every day about my vision. And finally, I come to this world where, wow, it's okay to be blind. In fact, blind people are the majority. It's nothing to see guide dogs and people getting got sighted guide or just independent blind folk. And then my, my team just meeting all these professionals. It's like, wow. Like I can do this. Like when I when I grow up and graduate, I can really get the job doing something. So it was really, B-ball was this amazing for me on so many points. It helped me grow. It helped me help me kind of accept my blindness because I still, even though I was blind since I was six, I still struggled with it. I still struggled to accept it because I went through the whole hmm. why me. God, why do you hate me? Why do you take my vision? You know, and uh, this is a difference of a funny story. The first time I saw a blind person was two weeks before I lost my son. So me and my brother, we was walking to school and this guy, he almost hit me because he obviously can't see. He had a cane. And I right. just said, really? I was really, I was like, Jason, why, why that man carrying a stick? And my brother was like, because he blind, Kiki. I was like, oh, I'm so happy I'm not blind. Then boom, two weeks later, like. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and Mm -hmm. I I went blind. So it was just a lot. And finally, my first World Series, I felt comfortable. I felt good. I felt like, wow, I can do this. It was a sense of a little belonging. And, you know, it has just had such a great impact on me. Like I said, I. I've been hooked. I say I've been infected with the beat baseball disease. I'm hooked for life. Like my kids is gonna come. Like thank God my children they they are not blind, but you know they're gonna. It, it, my, my oldest daughter can't stand it, but my youngest daughter loves it. So um, <laughs> they're gonna be volunteers. It's just beatball is all in my blood, and I just want to make an impact if I can. You know, um, for sure. So yeah, so it's. It's it's amazing beat baseball. <laughs> I know I, I know I didn't talk to with my minutes. When I get going about beat ball, I just talk. <laughs> no, it's it's all good. Yeah, but I definitely want to ask you about the women of our league. I know it's called yes, Wool yes. Yes. within the NBBA, and talk. I know you're you're involved with that. Talk to me about just how that got started. What that means to you to have the team oh. of women playing together like that. So with the Wool, so actually. So, like I said, I've been playing since 01, and it has not, the league is pretty much over, well over 90% male. So, coming up, my teammates, they treat me like one of the guys. Like, I didn't get no special treatment. You know, I mean, I had to take the hits just like everyone else. I had to do the drills like everyone, and I had to be better, you know, to get a starting (laughs) line, to get into the starting lineup. 
So every time I saw another female in the league, I was always like, man, let's, you know, I wanted to keep them, you know, keep them interested, but it was just hard because it is hard. Um, it's hard trying to be a top-notch level com- computer, you know, as being a woman. But then if you got kids, you know, you be trying to go for a ball, you hear your baby crying. And, you know, and it's like your mother <laughs> instinct kicking. And so it's like, what's wrong with my baby? Right? It's like you can't focus, you know? It's like exactly. they got a dog, the league got a doggy daycare, but nobody thought about a daycare, you know? Right, so like, right. where you can just drop your kids off other day. <laughs> So you can focus. So it, it's always been hard and I always wanted this, but um, it was really my, my good friend, Faith. She, her and her, uh, my friend, Richie Flores, they're the ones that started the idea of wool. And I remember when they, when Richie first brought it to me, I'm like, man, dude, this is, I've been playing for years. I said, man, it's never gonna happen. He was like, it can. So. Him and Faith, they got it going and um, they pretty much got the whole idea of wool going. You know, they put the fillers out and then everyone started coming out. We had meetings and next thing you know, we got wool. And it was, it's, it's amazing because like I said, I've been in this league for forever. And to see women playing, it's, it just, it really just warms my heart, you know, because all my life, I always want to show like, hey, women can play too. Even though this is a male dominated league, women can play too. And we just don't defend. Okay. We can hit and score, you know? So right. we your counterparts. And I do believe that's what Wool puts out. We we provide everywhere women, you don't get playing time, but you come to Wool, you will get some playing time, you know? Um, exactly. And show your skills and stuff. So it's always been a passion. Ultimately, I would love to put one because Wool is not competitive. Right, it's just an exhibition, but I want to—I want to be on an all-women team that commits, that competes, and that's ultimately my dream. It almost happened this year with the Austin Bob, uh, with the Lady Bobcats, and I was going to be a part of that team. So I'm hoping we can get it off the ground. But it's—I really feel you get the top female players together, we'll definitely be in the top ten. You know, absolutely. You know, if we got that. You know, you got me and Faith and some other folks. Like we, we're fierce competitors. We we hard, we strong, and we work out. You know, it's just all of that. We got the passion. You know, and I really feel so. That's my my long term dream. So hopefully, I can get that accomplished. You know, nice. to put on a a competitive woman team that play all week long at the World Series. Exactly. Yeah, and so I know that's we'll, that's. Ultimately, that's where we're going to get, but that's where kind of wool came up. So now a lot of women do not get playing time in the league. So wool gives you that opportunity. Um, so it's the dynamic divas versus the Southwest bombshells. And um, the last few years, every year, the bombshells got it, but I really feel <laughs> the divas got a good shot this year. <laughs> I'm feeling really good and confident. So. Nice, yeah. And I know that's one thing I love about people is – you know, obviously, like you said, you know, women don't get to play quite as much maybe as they should be able to. But at the very least, it does bring the two, you know, the, the two genders together. And you don't see exactly. that co-ed nature in a lot of other sports. So Exactly. And like I said, on the comments, they didn't care I was a female. I had to master the drills. I had to, you know, I had to fight to make it into the starting line. Like, it was a battle. Like, they ain't no special treatment. So 
I got to do something better than somebody to get up in the thing. You know, so if it ain't right. going to be the hidden, I got to be quick on defense, you know. <laughs> ultimately, like I said, uh, women traditionally is known for great defense in this league, but I want to change that mold with my good fan Faye. You know, a lot of women's coming up, changing that we can hit too, you know. We can hit, right. we, can, we can run, and we can score. So we we a triple threat. <laughs> so <laughs> just like exactly. No doubt. Yep. yep. I know that uh, you have done, uh, you know, a lot of outreach as far as beatball goes, and I, I did want to ask you about that. Um, I know you were also on uh, MLB Network. They did a story yes. on beat baseball. Was yes. that uh, last year or the year before? That was the year before. So with that, yeah. So pretty much with that, I've always been a big proponent of challenge athletes. Okay. Um, Years ago, I started to start to apply for challenge athletes. My team, my first grant I ever got for challenge athletes was $250. And that was in maybe 02, okay? Maybe 03. 03, I think it was the year. That's because the year, that's when we won the championship in 03. So I've always been a big proponent of challenge athletes, okay? Because this is free money. And we're entitled to it. If you are a disabled athlete, you can get this money. And a lot of folks didn't know about it. So I will apply every year. And then I start applying, helping my team with it. Like I'll help some of my teammates. But then I start telling everybody in the league about it. Hey, man, everybody needs some people. A lot of people knew about it, but it's just people wanted to go for it. And I remember I spoke to the organizer of the Challenge Athletes. I forgot her name. But uh, I had a question about my own application, but she told me in this app, when I called about me, she was talking about, man, please tell your friends, we want meet more beat baseball, beat baseballers to apply because we get all the gold ball, we get all this, but we hardly get any beat baseball. Hmm. So I said, okay. So I started telling everybody, you know, and now beat baseball is one of their top sports that they give money to. You wow. Know? Yeah. So... It's, I've always been about that. And I talk about in my story, how beat baseball saved me, it changed me. It, it saved me from being an angry, miserable person. It gave me a life. It gave me importance again. It gave me like, it just made me feel like I was a part, I belong, I'm part of something again. You know, it, it gave me what it feels to be alive. You understand? Exactly, yep. Um, so, I, I always, you know, talk about this in my story. So challenge athletes, they reached out to me, Bob, God bless. He emailed me. He said, hey, Kalari, your story is just so amazing. You know, we want to honor you with a special. Uh, uh, we want to uh, recognize you. We want to, um, we have a demonstration of M- baseball with MLB. And we would love for you to come out. And your story is so moving. And I was like, okay. And they said, they'll pay for everything. Plus, I can bring a friend. So <laughs> I, wow. I brought my, my girl, my friend at the time, because my husband, he couldn't come. So we went, man, we fooled. They paid for everything, paid for food, paid for everything. And uh, we went to MLB, and I, it was me and the Titans. It was Zach. It was Greg. It was little Damien, my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I love that kid. I love him. So uh, we all demonstrated beat baseball. 
and it was amazing. What's so funny, Greg? I love B baseball, but I don't follow major league baseball. Okay, like I just be trying. Like I, I mean, I'm a Sox fan because I live on the south side of Chicago. Now, if you ask me to name anybody, I don't know nobody, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so when we got introduced yep. to Carol Reynolds and Carlos Pena, I ain't never heard of them, but. <laughs> Like I did, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And I'm thinking like, I know who these people. I need to Google. And then of course, when I talk to my teammates, it's like, oh my god, you know who called me? Because they big stuff. Harold Reynolds, you met Harold Reynolds, you ain't know. Who. I'm like, no, right? But they have great personalities, you know. Like, still oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 I know so being a big was, Tampa Bay Rays fan myself, you know, being from Tampa Bay, <laughs> when I saw Carlos Pena on that, I'm like, that's so awesome that he was involved in that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really great. It was really amazing. Um, it was great. And first of all, when we went to the studio, it was literally, they had um, the fake grass. It was like a diamond in the TV, but it was just Inside. expensive cameras around us. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, we didn't get the okay to do batting practice until, you know, they let us. And because um, <laughs> we didn't want to break none of their expensive equipment. Yep. You know, but it was uh, it was amazing, you know. And then on top of that, everything was smaller. So the base is what 90 feet. You know, it was shorter, like 40 or 50. So you can't go all out. Like when we was just warming up, a ball got past me and I ran hard and boom, hit the wall. But the wall was padded. <laughs> So it's not, you don't go hard. You know, it's just literally right. a studio. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was amazing. They was great. It was great. And it was great to, you know, represent challenge athletes. And then when they surprised me, I didn't know that they was going to give me that. I just know they said, well, anyway, I didn't know they were going to give me that. So they gave me this grant for like $2,000. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I'm gonna get emotional and stuff, which I, I, Greg, I hate crying. You know, I don't, because right. I don't like to feel weak, you know, especially being in yep. this league of men, you know, it's like, <laughs> I gotta be tough right back with them, you know? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that whole saying, there's no crying in baseball, or I guess you can exactly. add a beat, beat baseball too, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So. It, it was uh, it was amazing. It was totally surprising. And Bob Gobrup is just a great, great, great guy. Great guy, you know. Oh, he got yeah. involved in challenge, like starting an organization, and he don't even have nobody that's disabled. He just met someone. He got introduced to somebody, and it just really moved him. And then he created a whole. He partnered up with someone to do a whole organization. And it's wow. just, it's amazing. Yeah. That's so Challenge that's, Athlete Foundation is a great organization. So. No doubt. Yeah. I myself, you know, I've gotten the grant the last few years and I know they just yeah. do such <laughs> tremendous work as far as providing money, a ton of money. We're talking millions of dollars, you know, exactly, regularly exactly. For, for so many different people with disabilities to get them to play sports. So Exactly. Exactly. So, and it's like, if you would have something like that, you have no excuse, you know, you just need to get out there. Oh, yeah. So, um, on my team, we got me and my other teammate, Christina. We, I call it the Challenge Athletes Committee. So, we help get all the paperwork together. Everybody get their stuff together if they need help. You know, we're all on that. Right. We're all about the deadlines. <laughs> yep. And then, yep. yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. And yeah, just back to that MLB Network piece. I mean, that to me, you know, getting a story on MLB Network, such a mainstream network. 
I mean, you really can't beat that in terms of exposure for, for a game exactly. like beat baseball. Exactly. Because the thing is about beat baseball, we want to get it out, the word out. Because I play, as you know, you know, um, I know you play too, but goal ball, right? So right. talking to different goal ball players, they got such a negative view of beat ball. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know if you, you know, you experienced that, but it's literally you know, either they haven't heard or it's negative or they haven't experienced it. Maybe it was like how I experienced as a kid when they just call your name, you know, so it's not the real deal, you know. And exactly. I always tell the gold baller, I'm like, look, I'm like, you think beatball not a sport? We got to hit, run, and dive <laughs> to block <laughs> a ball. All you got to do is throw a ball and block a ball. You know, so, but no, no, oh, I'm not yeah. getting my, I, I do love go ball. Really. I, I just started playing that. I wish I would have started as a child, you know, but I just started playing that in the last four or five years. So hmm. <laughs> but it is, uh, that's a great sport. I just wish I would have found it when I was earlier, you know, I think right. my hips could be better on that hard floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely different than a, a beat ball field, you know, a soccer field. <laughs> Yep. Yes. And um, then uh, in terms yes. of outreach, yeah, I know you have done some stuff. Was it uh, was it in Italy? You actually took a trip to Italy for something with the Orkham? Barcelona, Spain. Spain, yeah. that's right. Yep. So, yeah. So let me tell you about that. So I'm literally, I'm at work. I work for the Chicago Lighthouse for the Blind. Yep. And I work for, we have contracts with different organizations. So we got a contract with the University of Illinois Hospital. So I answer quite, um, callers, calls for that hospital. So I got a great um, email from Lauren Anise, who's um, the assistant to our CEO, and she, Janet Slick. She said, hey, um, is it possible you could come see me? We were trying to, it's a, con a world contest going on. And you need to talk about the quali the qualifications was you had to be passionate about sports, you know, an athlete, but also love technology. Now I told you earlier in this interview, Greg, like technology, I got a love hate relationship with it. I, that's, I mean, God bless me with great people that know it. If I, if I don't, and most times I don't, and they know it. So they just, Oh, let me draw a channel into your computer. Thank you. You know, kind of like that. Right. So, <laughs> She was like, can you please, you know, do a two minute video talking about your passion and then how technology has changed, changed your life. So literally Greg, the, it was a two minute video, a minute and 40 seconds was about beat baseball, my passion, like how technology, like, then 20 seconds, like, oh yeah, technology, I really rely on that, it helps me a lot. You know, like I literally just <laughs> threw that in and they selected me. Wow. And I got a, all expense paid trip to Barcelona, Spain. And I went with my CEO and the assistant Lauren, and it was just a great experience. It was great meeting all these athletes from around the world. I met people from France and Germany and, oh my God, um, Brazil. And it was just Barcelona. And it was mm. just amazing. And they, and they, they were playing a lot of them. I was the only beat baseball person. It was right. me and this girl named Bailey. She also, she represents the United States and uh, she plays beat baseball and she's also a swimmer and she's involved in a lot of um, 
a lot of a lot of different uh, sports. In fact, she just graduated. She's off to college. She's going to college. She's a great, great person. Great person, hmm. you know? Yep. So we got selected to represent the United States. And we met all these people from around the world. And what was crazy, I never felt more attached to people in my life. Like, because it's like, we can't speak the same language, Greg. We all speak right. as interpreters. But yep. we got that love for sports, whatever sport we're into. And then we're all blind, which I feel that is a universal language. Absolutely. I always say the funniest thing is hearing everyone when we was on, like, because we did a lot of shooting and a lot of that. But when we was on break, like eating lunch, everyone's voiceovers is going on in different languages. And it's super fast. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you got, a, you got a French, you got like all these different languages going on at once because everybody got their phones talking. That's like, look at that. See, um, blindness is a universal language. You know, we can't speak the same language, but we all know that struggle. We all know how it feels, you know, to have your independence stripped away or gaining independence or just going through this sighted world because this world is not for us. We're just trying right. to fit in it, you know? So. Yeah. It was great meeting all these athletes, and then they just totally passionate about their sport. So I was like, "Well, I'm going to talk about beat baseball as much as I can." So I had the beat ball, I had my blindfold, and I, I I started talking to this one guy from Brazil about beat baseball. He's a big blind soccer athlete. Yep. So he was talking through his communicator, and um. He was thinking about, he got some friends on Long Island or something like that. So I'm like, oh man, you need to play, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. another person came around me. Um, this is a triathlon from Israel, okay? Mm. He was a soldier, but got blown up by a bomb in Pakistan and laid on the streets for hours before somebody found his eyes hanging out of his head. He got a hole in his stomach, he survived. And now he's a track, he runs, he, he does all the competition. And you're like, wow. And then you got this, a little kid uh, from Germany, you know? She is a, like just starting off, she's young, but she, her parents, she's really into sports. So that was like this device will help her, you know? So she got into it. Then I met this other woman from France, she's a dancer a visually impaired dancer. Mm. So the glasses, or can, which that's what I'm about to explain, or can help her see, you know, different movements and it, it will describe it to her, you know, all this stuff. So that's how she was going to use it. So it was like all these different stories you had. Everyone has their own path they on. But what connected us in that moment is I love our sport and being able, we're blind, you know? And, and just going back to when I was talking about beat baseball and I, was, I started talking to one person and then more people came around me. And then next thing I know, I got the whole room. Everyone is just, I'm talking and everyone's talking to the interpreters, you know, <laughs> and asking me questions. And it was, it was just great. And then after that, this woman, she came up to me and she said, oh my God, my son is 10. And I could just tell that your passion for beat baseball just flowed out of you. You know, and I would love for my son to play, but we don't have that. And I and I gave her information. I told her, you know, the NBDA.org is a good 
website to start with. And I gave him um, a beat baseball. Hmm. And you, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how long it's going to last. I didn't have no charger, but, you know, <laughs> it last long. But I was oh, just yeah. so moved that he was 10 and he was impressed, you know? That's I said, look so at that. Neat. It made me think about that nine-year-old kid I was, you know? <laughs> so, um, so pretty much it was a great thing. And, and Oracle, this is a piece of technology. It's a pair of glasses that has a camera on the side that connects to it. So when you tap it, it takes a picture and it reads text on the screen. It reads text on a piece of paper. It just can't read handwriting. It also has product identification. So if you're in the store, you know, um, it would just let you know what's in front of you. You could take a picture and say, like, oh, Campbell's suit or whatever. Okay. Um, yep. It also has face recognition. So you could take a picture of, you could take a picture of, uh, like I could take a picture of you. And the next time I see you, if I got the glasses on, they're going to say, Greg. Greg, you know, in front of me yeah. before you even say anything. Um, so, and they also identified uh, colors and currency. And it's a, it's a really pre, a pretty neat te- piece of technology. It's pretty pricey. That's why I'm so thankful I got it for free. And then we got to meet Leo Messi. Oh, that's right. Wow. And I didn't know who he was. So this goes back to I felt like I was redoing it again with Carlos Santos. <laughs> so, because when we got it, they said you're going to meet someone famous in soccer, but they didn't say who it was. Hmm. I never watched soccer, really. You know, I told you I barely watched MLB, right? So, yep, yep. I never watched soccer. Um, but we found we met uh, Leo Messi, and he's like the best athlete ever. I ain't know that. I, I just know when people find out who was me, people start crying around me. You know, people crying. I'm like, oh, wow. I guess if it was Michael Jordan, I'd be crying too. True. And they were like, yeah. this is, he's bigger than Jordan. I was like, I don't know about that. Like, like. <laughs> but yeah, he was a really cool guy. We really didn't get much time with him. We just took yeah. a picture with him and all that. But because I knew I was there with my job, and I do not know much Spanish. As we was on our way to go meet him, I text my good friend, Jose Martinez, and my good friend, Juan Gonzalez. I sent them a message because Barcelona was, I think it was like seven hours, it was seven hours ahead of the United States at the time. So hmm. I text them at five, it would have been five in the morning their time. And I said, hey, send me an audio message saying in Spanish, thank you for being a part of the Oracam universe because my job started this whole idea of the Oracam universe where they started giving it out to employees. You know, you just got to sign a piece of paper because they just want to grow it. Right. Um, so when I I got the message back from my, my good friend Jose, he told me how to say it in Spanish. So when I finally walked up to him, I had been practicing. Oh, I'm about to meet him. So I practiced and when I got up to him, I said, thank you for being a part of the Orcam universe. And, you know, thank you, you know. And I guess I said it right, because he was like, gracias, gracias, and hugged me. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, when I got done meeting him, it was a, we have a, a documentary person that was there. He said, he did not get this reaction from no one else. What did you say? And I said it again. You know, and I was like, and my good friends told, and that just really impressed my my boss. 
you know, so because I was trying to because we they really wanted him to sign shirts for the lighthouse, but we didn't mm. get that many. We didn't get that much time, so I wanted to make an impression on him and still kind of kind of promote my job. So I knew that's what they was promoting at the jobs. So as I said to the Spanish University, but it was wow. uh, it was amazing being over there. Barcelona is a great place. I was not impressed with the food, though. I really thought I was going to get some good food, but the places we went was not good. In fact, <laughs> the good restaurant we went was an Italian restaurant. Go figure, right? In Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Mm, but yeah, what an experience. I mean, just the whole blind sports aspect in, in particular. Exactly. You know, getting to meet exactly. people from other countries and cultures and. Like you exactly. said, the one thing you could relate on, the blindness, you know, the visual impairment aspect and the sports passion. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we had. And it's like, and that's, that made me feel like, wow, you know, as blind folks, we all could connect in that way, you know? Like, because it's that universal language. We all understand no what it is. And exactly. it was just great being over there with athletes that it may not be beatball, but it's blind soccer. It's dancing it's you know like whatever yeah. your passion triathlon is, triathlon yep. you know it was just great and then it was a mixture with old older folks like myself with the little kids who's just starting off in this world you know so <laughs> it, it was just amazing and like i said what really stuck out when everyone's voiceovers was going in different languages but super fast right <laughs> <laughs> so That's it, was, funny. it was amazing yeah it was yep. amazing what an experience. But I was just happy to represent beatball in any capacity that I can. And believe me, when I was over there, I just constantly talked about beatball. So. Awesome. <laughs> hey, that's I definitely applaud you for that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Alrighty. Well, again, we've been visiting with uh, Kalari Gertley Jackson, and uh, Kalari really wants to thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your insight and everything that you're doing, uh, you know, not only on the field, but off the field for Beatball as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg. And I, like I said, I know we've been playing contact. I'm just so happy to finally be on the show. I've been following you and I listened to your other past uh, episodes. So, no, oh, thank I, you. I appreciate I'm, that. Congratulations on doing great things. <laughs> thank and you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And hey, hopefully we can meet someday in person too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you coming to the World Series? Yeah, I'll be there this year in Wichita. Oh. Yep. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to try to find you. <laughs> Hunt me down. Because you're, yep. you, you're playing with Florida or who are you playing with? Long Island this oh, year. Oh, Long Island. Yeah, Long, Long Island. Island. That's yep. right. You told me yep. at the beginning of this. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, hey, so maybe, we'll play, maybe we'll play yeah, each other. Yeah, we might never play know. each other. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah. right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. All righty. Thanks again, Kalari. Really appreciate it. I would thank you, Greg. I appreciate talking with you. Thank you so much. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports. Sports.